Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. and gentlemen i am your host blake Rafino. this is are you serious sports we hope that you guys are making it a good one we know that we are as well huge show in store for you tonight now we have not been we have not been i don't know what's up with my camera guys <laughs> we have not been on the show since wednesday um looking to have a fantastic show uh since we have not been live Back on AYS since Wednesday. A lot of things going on. Walker Howard officially announces he's in the portal. A lot of people freaking out that he's going to Ole Miss. Yeah, who gives a Rudy Poo? Where he's going, you got to focus on what you can, can control. LSU gets 13 new guys into the program. Some, uh, some transfers, some midterm enrollees that have hit campus today as LSU looks to enter spring ball really within a month and a half things will really start kicking off for them we'll touch on that LSU basketball got absolutely blasted by Alabama why I will tell you it is extremely extremely I don't care where what year you're in or whatever it may be unacceptable to lose by 40 points it's never acceptable never will be acceptable at least not here on ays we talk about that here tonight carter the power bryant joins us at 7 30 in his normal spot as he always does uh we'll talk just all things lsu with him like we normally do and we'll talk some sec way too early and if we um if we get to it we'll touch on joe burrow who's absolutely um, just absolutely killing it, as he always does. Joey B going bananas. We've had a good wild card round in the NFL playoffs, so we'll touch on that today. LSU Gymnastics falls to number one Oklahoma, but has their highest scoring total of the year. So a really good performance from them and the Lady Tigers. Simone Augustus, I mean, we've missed so much. Simone Augustus' statue is unveiled. The Lady Tigers continue to roll as they are still undefeated, going to continue to climb in that top five ranking. Kim Mulkey absolutely doing work, so we'll touch on them as well. Like I said, we've got a big show tonight. This is what happens when you are off a couple of days. But shout out to the Tajans, Evan and Emily, for getting married. Thank you for making me, my wife, and everybody a part of your journey and everything it is that you are doing. All right. I don't know what's up with this thing, guys. There we go. There we go. Hopefully that that helps it. <laughs> Chat, I don't know. Guys, do y'all notice a fluttering? Is that just me? Uh, Chad Selfo says, who's going to Ole Miss? We'll see. 
uh, rigorous, uh, rog- rogerous, rog- I don't know how to say it. Mr. Scott <laughs> says, I enjoy the podcast. Keep at it. Thank you so much. Kenny Fudge says, no welcome, no problem. Kylie, Colin Hurley isn't coming. I agree. Jason Brumfield says, so why compete with Dart but not Garrett Nussmeyer? I guess he feels like he can beat out Jackson Dart and not beat out Garrett Nussmeyer. I don't know. Or Jane Daniels, for that matter. So, I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. I, I mean, what, what I would say is, and I got blasted on this take, I don't think he goes to Ole Miss or thinks he goes to Ole Miss in starting necessarily as he just wants to progress and he wants to be the number two somewhere. He would not be the number two as it currently sat at LSU as LSU just told him to compete. Again, had nothing to do with Jane Daniels because if he goes to Ole Miss, then he's going to sit behind Jackson's, Jackson Dart to start off with. So what does it really matter at this point? Now, what, could he overtake Jackson Dart? Probably. But that doesn't mean that he's not going there to compete. So, again, regardless of how you slice it, you dice it, and you put it all together, Walker Howard's going to – if he goes somewhere like an old Miss, he goes somewhere maybe other than maybe TCU would be the only place that he wouldn't necessarily have to compete. Now, does Jack Besh get involved? And, look, it doesn't really matter – because LSU and the team that we talk about has two really, really good uh, quarterbacks, and Ricky Collins is now on campus too. So if Walker Howard would say you would have had four total scholarship quarterbacks, you're not going to keep that in today's day and age. And a lot of people making excuses for Walker Howard, a lot of people on the LSU beat making excuses for Walker Howard, but I guarantee you, you wouldn't do it. And that's a part of the Rafino's rants night. I, I, I can't believe... I cannot believe the excuse-making for Jack Besh and Walker Howard. If this were any other kid, you would blast them. You know that. You know that. They, oh, well, Blake, they grew up LSU fans. The bullshit they did. I mean, they want to play. That's fine. But don't make it more than what it is. Don't. Don't don't lie and say, oh, they're they're an LSU kid through and through. Bullshit they are. You 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 don't celebrate Garrett Nussmeyer and you worry about Howard. Some point at some point you're going to have to start celebrating what Garrett Nussmeyer is doing. Guys, Garrett Nussmeyer does not return and given the starting job over Jane Daniels. Brian Kelly made that extremely clear. He made it extremely clear to me. He made it extremely clear to you. He made it extremely clear to them. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, y'all saw that? It just fluttered again. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) I don't know what's going on here. (sighs) Always something. Always something. Blaine Smith said, did you go to the Simone Augustus statue ceremony? I did not. We were out of town. Um... We were out of town for uh, the that wedding, so no, I, I did not. I was not able to uh, go over there and do that. Jamie says they have different standards for legacy kids. I guess maybe, maybe, but still doesn't still doesn't change the fact of what's going on. Uh, Mikey says, "Are we going to see all three QBs next year, Blake?" No, not not a chance. Not not a chance. I mean, come on, man. Come on. Uh, maybe it won't just be Nuss, or maybe it wasn't just Nuss. Maybe he was worried about Ricky Collins or Colin Hurley, Pooh Bear. May, I, I, I think at the end of the day, Pooh, I, I think at the end of the day, it came down to Nuss, just being honest. Now, does he look forward? Does he look ahead? Maybe. And that's probably could be true. But they made it pretty well known where they lie and where everything's going on. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know. My camera's auto-focusing a lot. Yeah, it is. How do I turn that off? <laughs> do I, 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 I don't know how to turn that off. Okay. Maybe it's a, I, I have no, I, I have no idea. Maybe I just got to stand still like this. Don't move. Can you have you ever told an Italian to sit still for an hour? 
doesn't necessarily work that well. Doesn't necessarily work that well. Uh, Tony says, welcome home back, or welcome back, homie. Thank you. Been a long time. Uh, rebounding, rebounding, rebounding. Yeah, listen. So we got to talk about something here. I understand that Mag McMahon is in year one. Like I, I, I get that. I, I'm, I'm aware. Okay. Like I, I, I'm fully, fully aware of that. Okay. But, but, yeah, I did it again. I don't know what's going on. Maybe if I turn it off and turn it back on, maybe, maybe it'll help it. I don't know. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. All right, let's do this. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Sorry about the camera. You're just going to have to deal with it for a second. But everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all of those social media pages. If you're listening to us on Facebook, do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to those social media pages. Share to your own social media pages as well. If you're listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, notification bell. We greatly appreciate you doing that for us. So close to 5,000. Y'all need to help us get there. I think we're like 250 away, 200 away, whatever it is. Get us to 5K. Also, if you're listening to us on SiriusXM, tune in app or wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, subscribe. Thank you so much for doing so. But let's do this. Let's take a very quick break. Let's talk about our good friends over at betterline.ag and our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons, gmvarnoandsons.com. We return in 45, or one minute, excuse me. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo & Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you. And then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell me, good friend, Blake Rafino, sit you on by. Rob Boudreaux says you can't take off any more shows off. You're rusty. Um, probably, probably. Um, the problem with that, though, Rob, is I don't touch this stuff, and like magical shit happens, right? Like I, I don't touch shit, and it just magically fucking does this and then you know today has not been the day that i needed this kind of stupid shit <laughs> at all uh sam block claiming burrow for osu is hysterical yeah i i'm not getting he said when the man the man says lsu in the beginning of every time he's on nbc every time uh kevin forche says this has nothing to do with jd5 it did not it didn't and really, truthfully, even if it did, they could have told him to leave, right? Like, they could have easily told him to leave. Rick says, thoughts and prayers. Yo, I should have let off with this, and I I, I, I will do this, or I will do that. Um, he said, thoughts and prayers going out to the UGA family uh, for their loss. Yeah, man, that that's really tough. And, and look, I, I don't want to put Martin Luther King Day and, and, and thank Martin Luther King. I know we did on the Rufino and Joe show for everything that he did with a tragedy, but... In one way, we celebrate the great Martin Luther King and everything that he did for minorities and, and people of color. And we celebrate what he, the figure he has been uh, in our country. And then to see two young people get in a car accident, like, man, today I got into a car, a fender bender, and, you know, they, unfortunately they lost their lives, man. I mean, it's just like, why does this, 
sometimes you beg the question why things have to happen. I've never, unfortunately, you know, thankfully, have never lost a teammate, um, at least not to my knowledge. Now, we've had teammates that have had serious injury or, or serious health concerns, but I've never lost a teammate, right? Like, I, I've never gone through that. And I, I don't, you know, these kids' parents will never see them again. And it's, it's just tragic, man. It's just tragic. And then you have the incident in Alabama this past weekend. Dude. Dude. Anyway. Uh, Conrad says, I dislike the Cowgirls and the Buccaneers. What's going on there? I think they're about to tee it off. So, look, we'll, we'll be able to get a good show in. Maybe we'll uh, be done by the end of the first quarter. Uh, I has to make a decision today at Blaine doesn't mean he will announce today. I, I saw that from Blaine. So, yeah, in case you missed it. So, let's get into it. Let's get this thing started, y'all. Let's get this thing rolling, y'all. I think it helped it turn it off and on, right? It hadn't really been doing it that much. Um, so listen, yes, today uh, was the deadline for players that are underclassmen being eligible to go into the NFL draft. Now, I know my co-host made a pretty big deal out of this today, and it was fine or whatever, but about C.J. Stroud. But John Emery, at least officially, has not announced. I had not heard that John Emery was going to be announcing or going to be put his name be putting his name in the portal or anything like that or go to the draft. So, look, I really believe John Emery is going to be returning this upcoming season. Nothing has been out there, out and about. Nothing's been circulating, at least not to my knowledge. That's massive. Again, it's another piece offensively that you get returning. It's another piece offensively that you get returning. Now, John at the, you know, toward, John just made a lot of big plays. Like, he also, but I guess in a way you could say he had a lot of plays that did not go his way. He still has issues fumbling the football, which is a big deal, and he's got to clean that up. But a, a good John Emery, a, a right John Emery, is a big deal. And it's a part of the thing that we were going to talk about here tonight. Don't, and it's a, it's a Louisiana thing. It's an LSU thing. Like we constantly sit here and we take something like a Walker Howard or a Jack Bash. And sometimes we blow it up a little too much. Like I've been off of social media since Thursday. LSU gets another, uh, the, the edge rusher, uh, defensive end from Texas. I mean, that's been a couple days now. So a lot of people are reporting on that. I won't have to, I won't bore you by letting you hear something that you've already heard probably four or five times already since we haven't been back or since we, we were out last week. But even coming back, like you're adding key pieces. You got Jordan Jefferson, the, the big nose tackle that is on campus here today. You got Ricky Collins. You got Trey Holly. A lot of kids that are in here. Denver Harris is now in the mix. So Louisiana and LSU always has this stigma about from whether it be media, whether it be fans, oh, no, the sky's falling. So what, Walker Howard? isn't here. He wasn't going to play next year anyway. You you love him. He's a good kid. He's a very talented kid. He's probably going to go somewhere and do some good things. Good for him. Okay? But the problem with all of this is, and you start looking around college football, there are only a handful and select teams that aren't having to replace a good bit of what they have. Alabama loses Pete Golding this weekend. I've already said my piece on that. It was not because Nick didn't want him there. I, from what I understand from people around Hammond, and I kind of reported this, and people got mad about it. But Pete had told, Pete had told uh, uh, Nick at probably around mid to late November that Ole Miss is going to be looking for a defensive coordinator, and he was more than likely going to take it. He takes a pay decrease, but he gets around family. He, he went to Delta State. It's a big deal for him to go back. They have to replace a def replace someone with defensive co or as the Alabama defensive coordinator. Is it Jeremy Pruitt? You know, they're talking about the guy from Southern Miss, whatever it may be. I, I don't officially know that. I don't cover Alabama like that. But it's a good addition for Ole Miss. They have to replace key pieces defensively. they got to replace a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, which they've done once or not a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. But they would they've had to replace really good quarterbacks before. They've been okay. But LSU turns the most production. 
And it seems as if that there's still a little bit of a negative negative vibe around what LSU's doing football-wise. Guys, you're fine. You are absolutely fine at where you sit. Maybe do you need to look at linebacker over the weekend when we were out? I started making some phone calls and started doing some things. And I, I'm pretty it's pretty safe to say from what I've been told that LSU is going to always be searching. You know, I, I had one person tell me to uh the or what was yesterday, Sunday. I had one person tell me on the way home Saturday, uh basically he's like, Blake, we all we're always looking. We're, it doesn't matter what the position is. You know, LSU had offered a JUCO wide receiver. Like, we're always looking for positions. LSU looks to maybe add one more defensive lineman from the freshman class up here in the last signing day. So, with all of that being said, with all of that being said, they're always looking. You're going to be fine. You're going to be okay. But uh, we haven't been here, what, Pooh and Zach, since Wednesday. And I don't know if y'all have been dealing with dealing with this i'm assuming you have it's kind of been a little bit of a shit show to some some degree we'll see now you do have a guy like deuce chestnut who zach had on (laughs) the interview was pretty funny i mean he's kind of saying some things about you know could you know something about having to wear number zero stuff like that i mean dude's a good ball player dude dude's a really good ball player you're gonna be fine you're gonna be fine so where this sits at, what's going on here? You know, the only thing that I'm really worried about, like I don't worry about Brian Kelly. Never really have worried about Brian Kelly. You know what I worry about? Here's the things that I worry about when I get home back on Saturday from being off on vacation or at a wedding. You got beat by 40 against Alabama. I, I don't give two Rudy Poos who you got, what happened, what you're trying to rebuild. That's kind of unacceptable. That's kind of unacceptable. You got out-rebounded. You got out-shot. You got out really and truthfully, at the end of the day, Nate Oates' team had more pride and effort than you did on some of those long three rebounds. When they would hit a brick, and then who was – guys, what's the kid's name from Alabama? Tall kid, kept 24, kept shooting all the threes. I mean, that kid was on money. But, I mean, they still had issues. From behind the three, Brandon Miller, thank you. That kid completely went off, but there were a lot of times you could have gotten rebounds. Alabama rebounds the ball, they kick it back out, and then all of a sudden, they're draining threes. Those are the things that I worry about. Brian Kelly is not something that I do. Now, Zach says, I told I told him, meaning Deuce Chestnut, I'm assuming, to do an Oklahoma drill with Mason for the number. Deuce said he didn't want that smoke. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't I, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Uh, Inspection Welfare talks about uh, LSU basketball lack of effort. You're damn right it was a lack of e- a lack of effort. You're damn right it was a lack of effort. I mean, it was a lack of effort, pride and just absolute want to. I mean, while and here's what the crazy part is. You mean to tell me that Alabama kids didn't know or, well, no, I guess that happened Sunday morning. But, I mean, it's not as if that they hadn't been going through things. They had lost a Ford uh, uh, for the season due to injury. I mean, they had been going through some things in injury, uh, with their injury report. So, I think they had, what was it, one of the, two of the forwards were out or one of the guard and one of the forwards were out. One was out for the season. Really and truthfully, guys, Nate Oates is beating your ass in recruiting and all over the basketball, all over the basketball court. And I don't really like it that much. I don't like losing to Bama. And I tweeted out, I thought LSU could come out and pull one out. They could upset the world. And not only did they not do that, not only was I dead ass wrong, I just didn't think that that LSU team would show that lack of effort. Never crossed my mind that they would show that lack of effort. Now, they times, it's just so frustrating to watch. But in reference to worried about, I'm more worried about that than I am Walker Howard transferring, if that makes anybody feel any better. That's where I sit. 
I'm just not in the I'm not in the mindset, guys. The current I am not in the current mindset right now when it comes comes to LSU athletics. Like there have been coaches that have been at LSU. There have been coaches and even there are coaches around the SEC that you just don't have to worry about. Like Alabama fans don't have to worry about Nick Saban and what he's doing in recruiting or on the or X's and O's wise or the coordinator he'll have to he'll he'll hire. People don't really worry about necessarily Kirby and what Kirby's doing. I don't worry about I, I put Brian Kelly right there. I don't worry about what he's doing because there's if he doesn't succeed, he's got a backup plan. An adult actually for once sits in that chair. And I know that LSU might look like they have some issues at linebacker. I understand it. But the what I've been told and understand, they're going to get that fixed. And they're not done looking. Now, do you move Harold Perkins to the inside? We've had this discussion at nauseum. We'll have to wait and see. But you have a long time to be able to fix a position of need. I will tell you, if there's somebody out there, hint, hint, wink, wink, that's good enough to play linebacker at LSU, I think they will hit the portal because there are lucrative things that are going on around LSU that the media aren't reporting about, especially around NIL. And they know it. They know what's going on. They know what's going on. Um, let's see. I saw a couple of these. Rick Colowetti says, hashtag ask Blake, which early enrolling has the biggest impact this coming year? Um, I, I mean, it, I guess it depends on what DB you want to talk about. I mean, you know, is it Denver Harris? Is it Zion Alexander? Is it Deuce Chestnut? Is it J.K. Johnson? I mean, most of all those guys are going to have to play at a high level. Now, impact, impact-wise, I think it, you could probably tip that over to like a Paris Shand or a Jordan Jefferson or or somebody to that, maybe an Aaron Anderson, somewhere where you, like, you need the rotational pieces. I will tell you, I think even though the stat line might not come up, and the stat line for some of these LSU transfers not might, might not be the highest, might not be SEC, a first-team SEC caliber or anything like that. But the simple nature that you're going to be able to rotate seven dudes in and out that defensive line is going to be massive. It's going to be massive. So regardless of what their statistics are, I think that maybe you have just a lot of more depth pieces. That will ultimately affect your entire team. Brandon Ray says, looking forward to baseball season. Yeah, what what do we have, like 33 days away? 33 days away. Another guy I don't really worry about is Jay Johnson, to be honest with you. I don't don't have to worry about Jay or Kim or, you know, I I do worry a little bit about Matt McMahon. Uh, Rob Boudreaux says, Adam Miller is not that good. Yeah. He's really struggling, man. He's really struggling from behind the arc. He's really struggling, period. <laughs> I saw, what was his plus minus? His plus minus, he's like minus 27 when he's on the court. That's not good. Like for the entire season, like accounting the entire season, he's like minus 27. That's that. That's not good at all. I'm not going to, I don't know if I'd go as, as that maybe he's, that he's not that good, but he's just had a very bad run of things and look a lot of people try to fool and thought that Adam Miller would be something better than he wasn't when he was playing in a let's call it a big 10 is a very tough conference basketball wise and he didn't always do so well at Illinois I mean we're acting like the big 10 just absolutely sucks in basketball they don't suck in basketball (laughs) all right one more and then we'll get to Carter look at him he's already in here Oh, Mr. Blake, I got a wedding in a couple weeks. Ooh. In here in the chat. <laughs> yeah, calling out some people. Calling out some people. All right. Well, let's get to him. Let's talk about, the, before we get to our good buddy Carter, though, let's talk about our good friends over at Gramco, thegramco.com. Guys, use your promo code AYS25 at checkout. That way that they know that our that we 
sent you on by. But let me talk first before we do that about our good friend John Patton over at GMFS Mortgage. GMFS changing lives. If you're buying a new home, saving money, the mortgage you have now, or even doing a cash out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in touch with John Patton from GMFS Mortgage today at 225 614 1234. That's 225 614 1234. Let them know. Blake sent you on by. All right, talk about Graham Co. Back in 45 seconds with Carter Bryant. Guys, I've got to talk to you about our good friends over at Graham Co. They are the Delta company based out of the state of Florida. They're founded by college football junkies just like you and I, and I am not sure if you're familiar with Delta 8, but you need to be. Gramco is the absolute leader in this field, and they have phenomenal products that I just need to tell you about. First off is the Wake and Bake Coffee that is absolutely spectacular. The gummies are as well as they're the best in the market. So go to thegramco.com right now and use the promo code AYS25. That's thegramco.com, AYS25 promo code to get 25% off of your order jump on this fast as it is perfect for holidays anniversaries and everyday use gramco is hemp derived and completely legal inside as the state of louisiana no medical card is needed and shipping is very discreet you must be 21 years older to order again that's thegramco.com use that promo code ays25 we're back carter the power Bryant. What's up, dude? Happy offseason, Blake Rafino. Oh boy, this is going to be a juicy offseason. Oh my god. Okay, why do you why do you say that? Because the quarterback discourse has been very civil. Everybody gets along. That's the best thing about him. I'm obviously being sarcastic, but uh yeah, this is gonna be crazy like i'm really excited for florida state i wish the game was tomorrow because it's going to be so weird we're going to have this debate over and over again about the quarterbacks but i feel like blake going into next year uh there's going to be so much more pressure on florida state than lsu going into that season opener because florida state has been waiting to have the roster that they're going to have next year so i'm, I'm so excited and that's why this offseason is going to be so long because we're waiting for this game. I just can't wait, but so glad to be back with you, man. How's life? Well, had a little bit of a fender bender today, but I saw that. You know, God yeah. will be, uh, you know, hopefully God will prevail. Um, you, Carter, you said that the quarterback position, everybody's being pretty civil. What do you mean by that? What do you, is there something that I'm missing here? Like, what do you, why do you think no, that it's being pretty civil? It's not. It's been the opposite. It's okay. So you're making, you're pulling my chain. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not good. Um, as so, far so as, expound on that. What, what, what hasn't been good about it in your opinion? Well, it's just, you know, the back and forth between Jaden Daniels, Garrett Nussmeyer, Jaden Daniels, Garrett Nussmeyer, and, it's just going to be like that all throughout. And the hard part about it, Blake, is that these are diametrically different quarterbacks. And I think that's going to be, you know, where we're going to be over the next few months. And honestly, Blake, if we were just to break this down, um, you can go to Power Hour LSU. You can see the full film study. I broke down every play from both Garrett Nussmeyer and Jaden Daniels. The next thing for Jaden to do is just become a better vertical passer. Now, there's more to it than just throwing the football down deep. It's more than just that. But if he does, you could see this huge fifth-year jump that we normally see from very experienced quarterbacks. It is going to be a long offseason, Carter, just based off of that. Let me ask you this very dumb question. And I don't think it's dumb, but I think it needs to be. Let's go ahead and, and, and start it now. Let's do it. Two-quarterback system, can it work? Yeah, it can. But it would need to be in a way that you're not just going fly by your seat of your pants or whatever the phrase is. There needs to be structure to it, right? It's not. It shouldn't be one of these things where a two-quarterback system is – hey, this guy goes out there and doesn't play well, pull him, play the other guy, and play him until he doesn't play well, 
you shouldn't go in with that mindset. But if you do a two-quarterback system where you're highlighting both of their strengths and weaknesses, it might work out. Now, something I would do, Blake, is this is something that Michigan did this past year. They actually started one quarterback one for week. one game, yeah, and they started one quarterback for the next. Now, this thing gets into Walker Howard. I know he just left, but there's so many of people out there that are so mad that Walker Howard left LSU. And like we discussed last week, Blake, we had, you know, the Lord works in mysterious ways. They moved our segment to Wednesday and the Walker Howard, you know, news broke on Wednesday. What was really interesting to me, Blake, is so many people were certain that Walker Howard was going to be a star quarterback. And I think he will. Obviously you were really high on him. I was, I'm really high on him as well, mm -hmm. but the issue is you don't know. You never really know until that quarterback is boots on the ground. And the same thing is true with this Garrett Nussmeyer situation, right? We've never actually seen him start. And Blake, you played the game. You know it's different when you actually are the starter. The team is rallying around you. They see you take the first team reps. They know you are the general leading them out on the field. So if the quarterback battle is close... And let's just say Jaden Daniels, who's going to start versus Florida State, unless obviously Garrett Nussmeyer just completely tears it up all throughout the offseason. Even then, I think Jaden Daniels is going to be the guy. What LSU should do, let's just say Jaden struggles in that first game versus Florida State, give Garrett Nussmeyer a start and see where you are. But at this point, I as far as like a two-quarterback system is concerned, you know, I, I think there would need to be structure and it would need to make sense instead of just playing them for playing them sakes. Look, Brian Kelly's had success with before. We've seen two really good quarterbacks right. in Chris Leak and Tim Tebow do it, and it was a really good dynamic. Both guys were two two completely different quarterbacks. It's really the last time we saw it with, with that much efficiency. I, there's one thing, Carter, that you said that I think really has resonated with me. Now, me and you have talked about this off air. I'll bring it up here. Teams will scheme, go scheme will scheme differently if they know Garrett Nussmeyer starting. Absolutely, Garrett has been a little bit of a product of his own environment in the sense of teams were teams were really scheming on some RPO, quick slant, outs, right. hitches. You know, mesh routes, digs, you know, crossers with Jay, deep posts with Jane Daniels. But what they didn't account for is game planning for Garrett Nussmeyer. Now, right, Purdue did, and you talked to Purdue, and they said that they game plan, but obviously their personnel wasn't up to par where they will be. My only thing with that is, I I do want to see what happens if a team knows that Garrett's going to start, but yeah. But when you flip that on its head, though, Carter, and he, you throw for 300, you know, like so many people this weekend I was talking to at this wedding, all of them want to know, why did Walker Howard leave? Why did Walker Howard leave? And why don't you just cut Nick Garrett Nussmeyer? And I'm like, well, think about it. And I won't know if, I mean, I think you believe the same. How do you look at your fan base in the eye and say, I just cut a guy that threw for 300 yards and a, and a half over Georgia? You just can't do that. The fan right. base would somewhat be like, you know, if if Walker doesn't pan out, then you just, you know, because Gary Gussmeyer is going to go somewhere and throw the ball 500 times a night. He's like he's like a quarterback honey badger. He just don't give a shit. <laughs> well, here's what, okay. Here's what I want everyone to do, all right? And I understand, like, Garrett Nussmeyer does turn the football over a lot. You've pointed it out plenty of times. I think everybody knows that that is, you know, the biggest thing holding him back. But go watch the quote-unquote hole shot. That's what they call this type of throw versus Georgia, a cover two beater that he fit in before the safety got there. That is one of the most impressive throws I've seen an LSU quarterback just make, period. Like, that's up there with – you know, he's not as good as Jay Russ or Burrow, but that's a really high-level NFL throw. Those are like Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes kind of throws that he made. And that just shows you his potential. I I like I think Walker Howard's gonna be really good no matter where he goes, but like 
he could play four years and never have a throw better than that one. It really was that good of a throw. I can, And I can make the argument, Carter, than the next time they ran cover two, it got picked. Yeah, it's true. And that's the problem, right? You get, you know, and, and then the fade route versus Purdue. That was a really bad pick and a very inaccurately thrown football. So, you know, for me, Blake, I, I look at – Nuss, I, I look at what he's done vertically for this offense. Obviously, there was a lot of juice when he played versus uh, Georgia that he provided to, uh, you know, this offense. And, you know, we'll see what he could do as, you know, as he progresses. But I, I was very shocked to see how he played versus Southern and saw him not regress into an abyss and change who he was as a quarterback. The types of mistakes he made versus Southern was him trying to make things happen, trying to do a Johnny Manziel. And I, I got so sick and tired of people comparing Nuss to Johnny Manziel. Uh, they are not the same. Um, and and Nuss, you know, both of the picks versus Southern was him trying to make something happen instead of just, you know, playing within the structure of the offense. And as he moved along, when he started playing within the structure of the offense, he started to play better. And then around that, you would see some of those playmaking throws like the Jeray Jenkins touchdown at the end of the game versus Georgia. We do have a couple questions in here for you. Jared Jared Addison and, and Rick Cloetti, or I, I say his name. Do you know how to say Rick's last name? I don't. I talk to Rick all the time. I've never I know, and I he know. tells me every time how to say I, it. I, 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 you know. Um, but Jared says, hashtag Ask Carter, with Howard leaving – it, are they less likely to play two quarterbacks because of the backup situation? I say, yeah, yeah, I think so. You do, yeah. I I, I think that makes them. I, I no, I think it makes them more dangerous. See, I'm on the opposite side. Okay, so, I, so I, you would you would be more willing. You you would you wouldn't shy away from playing two quarterbacks. No, in, because because here here's the thing. Okay, if one of the guys gets hurt, then you're back. I mean. Really and truthfully, really and truthfully, if one of the guys gets hurt, by natural process, one of them takes over. Okay, now, you know, the, it's kind of like, I don't know, Carter. I, I, I'm okay with you doing it. Regardless. I mean, you still have okay. Ricky Collins. Ricky Collins enrolled at LSU today. He's there. He's got an entire spring. Now, is he Walker Howard? Can he get there? I don't believe that he can. Before I don't think he can get where Walker Howard is right, right now or where yeah, Walker absolutely. Howard was in yeah. August. I don't think he can progress that quickly to get there at that point. I would be really shocked if he could. But I think you got to go for broke. I am so tired. Let me tell you something when I'm tired of Carter. I am so blithering tired for uh, people saying, oh, what if he gets hurt? Play to win the fucking game. I like it. Huh? You uh, give me a good Herm Edwards, baby. You play, you play to, win to win the game. The game. <laughs> like, oh, oh, my my coochie card hurts. Oh, oh, <laughs> well. Play. Like, you gotta go out there and slang that hoe, right? And look, I, I the more I think about it, the more I, I am actually going to agree with you. You play to win the game. Right, Clody. so it is a good question okay. from. It Clody. is a good question. From it's Clody, Rick Clody, Clody. Pooh, am I saying that right, Clody? But no, Rick's a beast. Jared's one of my closest buds, and yeah, I, I would say, um, yeah, I would say if you feel like playing both of them is better for your offense, just play both of them, right? Um, and look, to win a national championship, you need injury luck. Right, the this LSU is, got it this year. Let's call it what it is. I mean, they really outside of Mason, outside of Mason, in the first series, LSU was pretty lucky injury wise. They, they might miss a guy here or there, but Carter, they were pretty good. Yeah, yeah, they they had it this year, and you know, those are the questions you ask. Will we have it next year? I hope so, because I mean, obviously, the roster is going to be really good. And uh, we'll, we'll we'll see if they do. And I think, you know, something else, Blake, is I, I was looking throughout the SEC. Uh, you know, Georgia's guys are entering the portal. I, I think we're seeing more and more guys that are solid are starting to decide, maybe I should go somewhere else. If you knew how many times, I even forgot this young man's name, but, man, I've been texted so many times about this Louisville linebacker today. What What's his name? Number seven. Um, 
I I I, I hope. I, I hope you're going to. Well, here's the thing. Me- Every, you ever notice how so many players in the portal are so goddamn good when they hit the portal because it's a position that you need? Yeah. <laughs> it's a, so many it's a people DM me, Carter, saying, Blake, this guy is really good. And I go up and look up the stats real quick. He's like, seven tackles. He's been there since 1907. He was there when electricity was invented. And, and this guy has seven tackles. Like, Bro, what am I supposed to take of that? You know, it's well, Blake is a position of need. You know, I'm like, okay, well, I mean, my favorite. This is my favorite thing on the planet. Is the Aaron Oregon- Miller says his last name is Montgomery. Montgomery. Okay, so I, I I've seen Louisville play a few times this year, um, and I did see him a few times, and he was he was good. And so he was like a better <laughs> linebacker. He was the MVP of the Fenway Bowl or the Bowl at Fenway Park. Okay. What I will say though is my favorite thing of all time is the tight end playing his eighth year of eligibility transferring from Oregon to Miami eight eight United States years of eligibility I love it and I hate it all at the same time eight years of eligibility what's up with that I I I don't know I'm looking it up yeah I think it is Montgomery Whatever the guy, whatever the guy's last name is, I, I hope the, you, I, I hope you pick LSU because, look, like we said last week, off-ball linebacker is a huge hole on this team right now. I will say, Whit Weeks getting on campus could low-key be a true freshman long shot of getting to play a whole lot next year. You know, the younger brother of West West Weeks, and I do think he's a pretty solid player. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. And look, they got speed there. Now the, the weeks boys can run, you know, like how the Rafino, the Rafino boys back in the 1900s could do moonshine and, and, uh, what's the prohibition they could, you know, they could definitely, uh, run the weeks boys. We'll see. Uh, thank you, Rick Clody for the $20 super chat. Uh, Carl, let me ask you this. One more thing on quarterbacks, and we'll let me ask you this about Walker Howard. And I want to kick some things around the college football with you. Walker Howard, if Walker Howard picks Ole Miss, your thoughts? It wouldn't shock me because, number one, Walker Howard is an Ole Miss-sounding name. That kind of makes sense, right? Uh, joking. but Well, he, he the, the hair definitely makes him look yes. like he should be at Alabama. I mean, yeah, at, uh, at, Ole like Miss, at Ole Miss. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, it would make sense because he did take recruiting visits. For those that don't know, he did take recruiting visits to Ole Miss when he was committed to LSU. So there was interest um, with, with both parties and the Rebels. Hey, hold and, on, hold on one second, Carter. Hey guys, do we have some breaking news here with Sean Payton to the Texans? I mean, is that no nah, that? Um. Carter, I think Sean Payton might be going to the Texans. Oh, no, they're not. We have completed an interview, interview with Sean Payton. In our, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, never mind. I'm sorry. Keep going. Keep going. I, I Dude, I legit my heart just saying. Mine did, too, because said, Zach put yeah, it in there, and then the first thing I saw on Twitter was, get to meet our coach. And I, I But it, I read it as coach. It said, get to meet our candidate, and I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, dude, that, was not, that wasn't cool. Like, that, like that's a seismic. Yeah, story. damn you, Zach. <laughs> huh? Huh? Yeah, so you know, you, you want to know what's funny is, um, I think Pooh Bear might have write that, written that, and just blamed it on. Zach. Yeah, just <laughs> so, oh man. Anyway, so, this, so I was in Dallas this past weekend. That's why my voice sounds probably a little hoarse. Bachelor's party went to a card show, so one of the biggest card shows in the country, and I almost bought a very rare Sean Payton card. He doesn't have like hardly any, and. I was this close to buying it, this close. And if he goes to the Texans, it's going to obviously skyrocket his value wherever he actually decides to go. So I, I, I'm, I'm in contact with the guy selling. He wants too much for it. Um, so, Blake, I, I, I've got to know where is Sean Payton going to go? I know you do more Saints stuff than me. Uh, like, I, 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 I don't think – I don't think – I don't think he's decided either way. I don't think anybody knows. I know where he's going. I'll tell you. Chargers. No. Yeah, they're not firing Staley. Cardinals. I think that's where he's going to go. I wouldn't. I would. I, 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 that'd be a dumb decision. 
be a dumb decision because they're Why about to trade. They'd have to trade a first round pick, and they're trying to trade their best receiver. Don't do it. Don't do it. All right, back to Walker Howard. Okay. Let me let me say this. I, I do I do not like him being there. Thank you, Jared, for the super chat. I don't like him being there. Okay, like I, I think. Look, I would rather him out of the SEC. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I think Lane's a good. You know, is can really scheme things up. Now, do they have the the O line, the position groups, the wide receivers, running backs? Do they have all of it to beat a team like LSU? I don't know that. But Lane has made some moves this offseason now. And he went and got Pete Golding, and, and I said this. Uh, I said this this morning, Carter on my show, on our, our Rafino and Joe show. He's only Pete Golding has never had a, a, a defense outside of the top twenty ever. Now he's good. Now ever he's good. like it doesn't matter where he's been ever. Right. That is insane. I I will I will say this, Blake, and I, I I've slept on it, um, and. I don't think it's good for LSU if Walker Howard lights it up in the SEC. If he goes and lights it up at TCU, everybody be like, nope. "It's a weak ass conference and all this kind yeah, of shit." Exactly, right. and, and and LSU fans wouldn't mind it as much because it wouldn't make sense because Jack Besh is there. So a lot of people would understand, like, "Hey, you know, it makes sense. You want to play with your friend. Y'all y'all played together in high school." If you if he just walks up, goes to Ole Miss or goes to Florida which I think would be a very interesting destination for him, considering they don't have a quarterback right now. Um, or at least they don't. <laughs> well, they got the Mertz kid, but that's it. That's but it. You're right. That's somebody he could feel he beats out. Graham Mertz is not good. Um, Jackson Dart and, and Walker Howard are about, you know, they're very, they're actually very similar quarterbacks. But if, if he were to go to a school that – LSU plays every year and lights it up. I do think that that would obviously anger a lot of people. And Blake, as you know, you have a lot of viewers in Lafayette. I have a lot of viewers in Lafayette. Um, there, there, there's people very angry about this, about this situation. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. And, I mean, it, Carter, it, I, I, I have, I, I have never since 2017, I have never had as many people and as many boosters reach out to me than this ever yeah. there's not one thing there's not look the title nine incidents the sharon lewis the darius geis uh the firing of ed orgeron the you know the kids running around on practice facilities uh, uh pulmonary's neck pause i've never had anything go will wade nothing has gone on at lsu that has made boosters more pissed off and you know this because, yeah. you know, I've shown you some of it, whatever. There has not been more outcry behind this. It is it is number one. No, I agree. I totally agree. And there's a lot of people very angry about it because it was so short. And it was abrupt. And there was also a lot of Jack Besh fans. And he's also gone. And the two favorite sons is what they... All call them, which right. you know and, why okay. they call them that, but it is what it is. And here's here's the truth, okay? If I lived in Lafayette and I went to a bunch of St. Thomas More games, I would also be frustrated that you never actually got to see this connection at LSU, right? So I, I get it. I do get it. But the truth is, Blake, y you just don't know, right? And quarterbacking in the SEC and just college football quarterbacking in general – you never really know what's going to happen with anyone. You don't know if anyone is actually going to pan out. But if you are an LSU fan, this is out of pretty much any transfer LSU has ever dealt with. This is the one you really want to happen to go outside the SEC, and hopefully it does end up being that way. American Patriot, who is a big Walker Howard guy, says what Walker had is, 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 is that JD and Nuss doesn't have his football IQ. Well, and then he says that the kid was great IQ and decision-making. But how do you know that? You've never seen him play. You, you don't and at the college level. You don't you know don't. that yet. So you, no one can make that determination. And if, right. you're, if you're making that determination based off practices, well, I promise you, I went to all of them during the fall. There was no decision-making. The only decision that he made with the first team that we any 
any media got to saw or see was him throw it into triple coverage and Jay Ward picked it. That's it. Now, in his defense, he was told to throw it, okay, and throw it to that specific situation, and everybody knew it because it was a look, he was on the scout team, whatever. That's in and of itself, okay? But yeah. we'll, we'll see. Uh, Carter, to, to finish this out with you, two big moves also were made. Uh, Ohio State made a new offensive coordinator hire, and they promoted Brian Hartline. Yeah, I still think Ryan Day is going to have a lot to do with that. I, you know, great recruiter. Does he really call plays? We'll see. I'm going to tell you the biggest move of the offseason. It's not close. You ready? Let's hear it. Garrett Riley to Clemson. You want me to tell you why it's the biggest? It's not because he's the best OC. It's because nobody thought Dabo would actually do it. Right. And it was a good move. And it was a right. really good move. Yeah. And and I'm a Lincoln Riley uh, apologist. Diehard. Yeah. And 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 I and I and I look. You know how much I wanted Lincoln. I'm super happy with Brian Kelly. I do think Brian's a better fit than Lincoln. I'm not just saying that because what happened happened just how things played itself out. But I think Garrett did a really good job with TCU this year, um, you know, really scheming things open. And I'm going to be honest with you, Blake. I do like that fit for him. I do like how uh, he could potentially use Kate Klubnik, like obviously Max Duggan. And, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. And, you know, obviously it's good for the ACC as well to, to get, you know, a play caller of this caliber who, you know, was a Bowles Award finalist. So, Really excited to, you know, see what's going to happen with the Clemson Tigers, baby. Oh, I, uh, interception goes Tampa's way. Um, I agree. I just think, Carter, look, this is what I've said. And this goes to Brian Kelly as well because Brian Kelly's done this multiple times. And he hasn't had to do that at LSU yet, but he will ultimately. He, really good coaches make really good decisions. Elite coaches make game change or literal season changing moves. Okay. Dabo just made one. Okay. Klunik did got get did get beat up a little bit, okay, in the in that bowl game. That's okay. That's fine. It's gonna happen. Trevor Lawrence went below 50% against LSU in the national championship game. He just won his first playoff game. That doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot if you have a bad game in a big situation. Right. I just think it's a really big addition for them. Now, the only thing for them is can they go get weapons on the outside? I think Dabo's going to have to you know, swallow his I love Jesus pride for just a minute. Jesus, take the wheel. WWJD, forget the mm -hmm. bracelets for just a minute. And, and he's going to have to go to the portal. Okay, he, he's going to admit that he doesn't want to and he hates it. But the bottom line is for Clemson to get back, what we saw Tennessee do, lock him up man-to-man, -man, we'll see. Um, yeah. Last one for me around the SEC um, and something to keep our eyes on. Um, what do you think about Joe Milton? Well, he probably throws harder than any quarterback. Is, is, he, is he the great value Jamarcus Russell? Yeah, and obviously a little bit faster. Um, but guy, he, a little bit he, leaner. You see what yeah, I did there? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> leaner. That is purple lean. I, I am an I'm an unapologetically big time Jamarcus Russell fan, and I love that joke. Like that's just good punnage right there. Um, but yeah, I I think Joe Millen could run that offense because. That offense is very quarterback friendly. I really do think so. And, you know, as long as you throw the football quickly, you have a chance with the way Tennessee does it. And because Tennessee reps it so much, they'll obviously be able to score points. What's going to be interesting, though, Blake, is we saw how Tennessee looked this year without Cedric Tillman. Jalen Hyatt, Hyatt rose through the occasion. They also have Brew McCoy and Keaton and all those guys. But now that Hyatt and Tillman are gone, is this going to be like at LSU – where you have good receivers every year, you're, you're never really worried about that position, or were those guys just so transcendently good and they took Tennessee to the next level? I actually think it's more the former than the latter. Keaton was a good player for them. Fant was a good tight end for them. Uh, Brew McCoy was a solid player for them. But do they have the ceiling of those other guys? We'll, we'll see what happens. Way too early top 10. Who are your non-negotiables? 
Well, Ohio State, you know. Uh, Would you put Lamar Michigan Harris. in there? Yeah, because they have McCarthy coming back and Harbaugh. So Ohio back. State, so, Michigan. Would you put LSU in there? Non-negotiables. Yeah, yeah, LSU is firmly in in the top ten. I think you know when you see him around that six to seven mark, you feel pretty good. Um, oh, they about started six. You, you know what happened the last three times LSU started off the season at number six. What unranked? No, started at Stop. number six. They uh, da, 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 in the Superdome. And I'm just going to point this out. You know who is number six going into this year, right? Georgia. No, it's Texas A&M. It can go either way. Hey, if you want to hear a weird stat? You want to hear a weird stat? You want to hear a weird, really weird I'm, stat? I, 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 love, I, I love the AYS analytics crew. All right, hold on. Let me pull this up. I got to pull I got to pull this up because this is the uh, this this is the wildest thing I think I've ever done. It took me a day and a half to complete it. Let me let me go down and find this for you. I don't know if you saw this, but Scroll, this is the craziest statistic that I think that I I'd come up with maybe ever. Okay, hold on. All right, since entering since Texas A&M entered the league in 2020 and 2012, Okay. These are the teams in the SEC that have had better records than they do. Now, Texas is 78 and 60 since 2012. SEC teams with better records. Bama, Georgia, LSU, get the fourth team in here. It's Texas A&M. They have gone 90 and 48 since entering the SEC since 2012. They've been better than Florida, Mississippi State, Auburn, and Ole Miss. The SEC getting Texas, forget the money for just a minute. From a wins-loss perspective, it's like getting Ole Miss more than it's getting Texas A&M. Carter, at some point, at some point, wins and losses have to matter. So when you talk about A&M, as much as we rag on them, and they deserve it, They've been the fourth best team in the SEC. But have they? When do wins when you go 10 years? Okay. That is a very large sample size. Okay. You're going to get a strong disagreement from me here. Okay. So I do agree that Texas isn't that great. I totally agree with you. However, AM every year has to play South Carolina and Auburn every year has, has to play Georgia as a cross-division rival. True. So that in and of itself is what uh, A&M is, I think, 7-1 and one playing but South you're Carolina. Taking that, you're taking that out at Auburn versus A&M having to have crossovers against Georgia and, and Florida. They've done that before now. Yeah, yeah. But Auburn's, Auburn's got to play them every year. When you got to play Georgia every year, it's different. So when you look at those records, I do agree. I do agree. Anum's not probably been. As I will bad. give you Auburn if Auburn's it, if Auburn's the end all be all. Carter at the at the bare minimum, it's a push between Auburn and A and M. Yeah, so I would agree. I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm not going to sit here and. But your main point about Texas not being great <clears throat> is so perplexing to me because I think people forget like how good of a player Vince Young was. People forget how good of a coach Prime Mac Brown was, and all those Texas teams. They, I mean, it, Carter, it's look shocking. at that, dude. It, I, it's shocking. It's really, really shocking. And to your point, um, Ole Miss plays Vanderbilt every year. So Ole Miss having that record, they have one of the easier SEC West schedules, and and Texas recruits way better than Ole Miss. So yeah, it, it is kind of crazy now that you actually type this out that Texas and Ole Miss's record is the exact same since 2012. And they've had all these different types of head coaches, and none of them have worked. My question for, you know, Texas believers out there is, you, th you, you think Charlie Strong and Tom Herman just forgot to coach? They were wild. No, this is <clears> – <throat> and, Carter, I said this this morning too. This is a Texas problem. Yeah, so, so, so when I come on air and you go on air and we say – it don't give two Rudy Poop poops about who's a blue blood and who's not. Texas is a blue blood, buddy, and they suck. 
You it, suck. You suck. But I will say this. It, it is very interesting. Now, does Jimbo screw it up? Does Jimbo kick the can down the road and they have another horrible season? Maybe. Okay. But in 10 years, they've won 90 games. And one, and one more thing. Matthew McConaughey, the biggest Texas fan of all time, right? Came to Baton Rouge to study how to be a coach for the movie We Are Marshall. Did you? Know I did that? not know that. Yeah, so you visited you visited an LSU game. I saw him at the game. It was crazy. We're the only ones wearing orange shirts. He was wearing like a, I think he was wearing like a Texas. It was so long ago, but he was on the side. I was wearing an orange shirt, being a neutral media member, and that was so cool. So he came and like actually. I think Cody Worsham wrote a good story on it many years ago. He like hung out with Dale Brown for like the whole weekend. And Dale Brown like gave him a bunch of tips, even though he's a basketball and it was a football movie, whatever. Um, so yeah, even McConaughey visited Baton Rouge. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't think Texas is ever going. They're to not coming in the sec running shit. Like they think that they are. They aren't. And I turned out to be right about Quinn Ewers being totally mid. Quinn Ewers, Quinn Ewers is 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 mid, to to use the millennial phrase. He's mid. Oh, you're, <laughs> you're you're old lady. She she a Dallas fan? She a huge, huge. <laughs> that's, that, that's why I put money on the Cowboys tonight because I I just want to be on her same team tonight. I hear you. You got to love it. All right, Carter the Power Bryant. Thank you, buddy. We'll see you next week. If you need a ride, let me know. Too soon. I I don't, but I don't have a car. So (laughs) way too soon. Way too soon. (laughs) Brand new truck. Don't, way too soon. All right, bud. Cheers. All right, it's Carter Bryant. Let's end it here, guys. Let's go watch a playoff game. Till then, we'll see y'all soon. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Y'all have a good night. Peace out, Ghost Counts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.